Hello, welcome to John's Author Diary for the week ending May the 10th, 2020. I've had a busy week this week. I finished writing The Star, so that is book 17 of the Ravenglass Chronicles. And so book 18 is called The Moon. I've got a bunch of ideas for that book, but that is going to be shelved for a little bit. So I can turn my attention to Cleric of the Wasteland. Now, I know that I said a few weeks ago that I'm going to just focus on getting this Ravenglass stuff done. I think because this book took a little bit longer than I would have liked, I'm going to get that done next. I'll be honest, I'm a little bit daunted by it. I need to add nearly 30,000 words to the word count. And it's been a while since I looked at the draft, so if you recall, I finished writing the first draft of this last July. So I have no idea what to expect when I open it up. I think what I'll probably end up doing is turning the first draft into an ebook and listening to the audio of it. So I've got an app on my phone called eReader Prestigio which will read the text to you in a robot voice. So I'm going to do that, remind myself of the story, revisit the outline, maybe make some notes on bits that need expanding, and then by Monday I should be able to get started on that and hopefully get that done by the end of June at the very latest. So luckily with the Ravenglass stuff, I've got my release for May, I've got my release for June, so there shouldn't be any disruption in terms of the release schedule for the Ravenglass stuff. And then I'm looking at a September release for Cleric of the Wasteland at the latest. So there's a lot of things going on at the moment. I am clearing the backlog of projects. So at the start of 2020, that was my goal. I wanted to clear all my open projects. There's only a few left dangling now. The only major project that is something that I can control is the Cleric of the Wasteland project. So that will get done. And then, of course, I'll get to start the new series next year. Blind Reset is proofread, formatted. It is ready for release on the 12th of May. So this is both my birthday and the two-year anniversary of the release of book one. For me, that is too long between books, really. But what it does is it gives me more options to market book one and things like that. So quite looking forward to getting it out there, ticking it off. It's another one off the backlog. I've got three projects left on the backlog now. So that's Finish Your First Novel, Cleric of the Wasteland and the Black Death Trilogy. Now I've mentioned before that if I hit the hard limit of December, then I'm going to take the scenes that I've written, tweak them a little bit and release the story as a standalone because it will work as a standalone with a few little minor tweaks. So last week I had an email off a reader who recommended a book to me. So I mentioned that I'd read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And the person rubbished that book and said that I should read Millionaire Fast Lane instead by MJ DeMarco. When I first heard the title of this book, I just thought, wow, that is the spammiest title of any book ever. Millionaire Fastlane. <laughs> so I imagine that this could be done as a late night infomercial. Hey, why don't you join the Millionaire Fastlane? Get your own helicopter and Lamborghini. In fact, the first chapter was talking about a Lamborghini. So I thought to myself, I'll listen to the first 20%. If it is as bad as it sounds, then I won't finish it. But it was actually really good. I'm not a greedy person. I'm not interested in being a millionaire. But I am interested in getting my mortgage paid off, being able to travel, having a secure life for my family. And a lot of the stuff in there was about the decisions that I'd made a few years ago about how I'm going to earn my money. So I left salaried work and pulled away from freelancing in order to pursue a crazy career like fiction writing. Now, what's good about fiction writing, which is what I was drawn to, was the idea that when you do freelance work, you are paid per job, you are paid for your time, your time is given a price, and then you are employed and then compensated for that. 
Same with salaried work. You agree to go in every day and then you're paid for your time. And whether you have a good week or a bad week, there's not really any fluctuations in your pay. The ceiling is pretty stable. Now, what I like with what I'm doing is, yes, the risks are higher, but there's no ceiling in terms of my earning power. You know, I could write the next Harry Potter. I could write the next Fifty Shades of Grey. I can produce something today that I can keep selling 10, 20, 30 years from now. In fact, my family can make money from something that I've done 75 years after I'm dead. This is one of those things where I put in my time and then I can squeeze the asset. That's how I'm seeing it as an asset that I can keep revisiting, I can keep selling. It's infinitely reproducible. And so as I've got more products out there, I've got more books that people can read, then that raises my income. Even if it's a lot of mediocre incomes, you know, Blind Reset's coming out, that's my fifth full-length novel that's been released. I'm about to release The Tower, which is book 16, so I've got 16 novellas in my Ravenglass series. So each of these generates a little bit of money every month, and it all adds up. And when you have something that sells really well, which my first Ravenglass box set does, then there's no real ceiling for that. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. It's crazy, it's risky, but the rewards to me outweigh the risk so i did enjoy the millionaire fast lane book because it did talk a lot about this kind of thing about the idea that there's a fast lane to wealth and that there's a slow lane and it talks about a sidewalk you know it's using basically these metaphors for wealth creation and it's seen that the best one was to create something that can be resold that's infinitely reproducible that's scalable that doesn't really cost much to reproduce so it talks about things like software distribution systems books that kind of thing as being great assets that you can produce and make money from and then he talks about the slow lane approach which is basically you get a degree you get a good job you work for a salary you save 10 percent of what you earn every month you pay into a pension that kind of thing not that that's necessarily a bad approach it's just it does have a ceiling in terms of i suppose it depends what your level of acceptable risk is i suppose that's the thing and i'm very much willing to take calculated risks if I can see that the benefits are likely. So as well as that, I've started reading a book by Scott Adams. I've read a few of his books recently. I found an older one of his called How to Fail at Almost Everything and Still Win Big. So this is an interesting book. It's kind of a little bit of the same stuff that I've read in his other books. It's also very autobiographical. It's also a bit of a, I suppose, self-help success manual. And I'm about 20% through it. There's nothing mind-blowing in there. There's nothing I haven't heard before. I do like Scott Adams' style. Books I've read have been funny, they've been interesting. So I want to finish this one, and then I think I'm in the mood for some history or something like that. Because I've spent the past few weeks just reading books about economics and money and wealth and finance, so it'd be good to process that and read something a bit less dry. This week, my son has got into The Simpsons. So we ordered Disney Plus before it came out, so he's been watching things on there occasionally. Not as much as I thought he would, to be honest. He doesn't really like the interface, but he has discovered The Simpsons. He's been watching some of the early series, and he's enjoying it very much. So it's been good to sit down with him and watch those, get a bit nostalgic for when The Simpsons was good, which must be over 20 years ago now. I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen any of The Simpsons in the later years. The fact that it's still running, the fact that it's still going after 30-odd series is crazy to me. I think the show tried to be a bit too much like Family Guy with the randomness. And then it lost its charm, lost its way. It's turned quite a few of the decent characters into catchphrases and one-liners, like Ned Flanders, for example. 
It's weird watching him around series four or five of The Simpsons actually having storylines and character flaws and being beyond just a catchphrase. So it's been good to revisit that. The writing in, I don't know, I'd say between series maybe four to ten, something like that, is tremendous. It's just off the charts brilliant. So if you've never seen it before, I'd recommend it. I mean, you should have watched Simpsons, let's be honest. So as well as that, I've also started watching the second series of Race Across the World. So I really enjoyed the last series, this new series. Not warm to the characters yet. There doesn't seem to be a likeable person really among them. So we'll see how that goes. Last time I had to race from London to Singapore without using air. This time I've got to go from Mexico to the tip of South America. So that should be an interesting show nonetheless. One of the teams has already visited some mine ruins. So that always piques my interest when they go and visit megalithic sites. So finally, it was VE Day this week. Now, unfortunately, because of the lockdown, that was basically a non-event. But it did get me thinking about history, about World War II. And just the fact that on Tuesday, on the 12th of May, that is my 38th birthday, you know, 75th anniversary of VE Day, which means that, you know, my life twice was how long ago the war was. It doesn't make it seem like it was that long ago. You know, when you're younger and you're learning about these things and it was 50 years ago, 60 years ago, it's like, when it was 50 years ago, that seems like an age. That seems like it may as well be the Stone Age or whatever. But just the fact that so much of that stuff happened so close to my life is insane, to be honest, like the Holocaust and the bombing of Hiroshima and Nagasaki and the firebombing of Dresden and just all these horrible things that happened but also the innovations that happened as well because of the Second World War. So it's one of those double-edged sword things, I suppose. I remember being part of the parades for VE Day and VJ Day for the 50th anniversary. So this would have been when I was in Air Cadets, the Air Training Corps, when I was about 13. And that really doesn't feel that long ago. So I hope you have a great week. Hopefully we'll have some good news about the lockdown coming up this week if you're in the UK. I am desperate to see my family. I think this is the first time in my life where I'll say I am really looking forward to going to Wolverhampton. I mean, granted, I still think the place is an eyesore, but I really want to see my mum and my sisters, my brother, catch up with some old friends. So looking forward to that. Hopefully that's not too far away. So take care and hopefully there's some good news at your end as well. So until next time, cheerio. (laughs) 